1: Hello there! Welcome to a brand new ArsCast right here on arsblog.com. Yes, arsblog.com Going to have to get used to saying that again. It has been quite a while. I know that many of you, the majority of you, in fact, are looking at the new site and basking in its awesomeness and beauty. But there are still some of you who are having problems. And those problems, I'm sorry to tell you, are beyond my control. Or Tom's control, for that matter. Him being the guy who can do all the technical stuff. But he can't fix your internet. The problem is with your ISP. Uh, Those in the UK who are using virgin media broadband have a problem. I've had reports of uh, Comcast in the US also with a problem. Um, Telefonica in Spain, they have a problem. I, I can't remember a few of the others. But obviously, there's an issue at your ISP's end of things, because... Uh, for me, everything is functioning absolutely fine. I suspect what it is, uh, and I know this technical explanation might confuse a few people, uh, but what it is, is that when you go to visit a website, right, you click on arsblog.com, for example, and your ISP sends thousands of tiny little men down the internet to paint the website onto your monitor. Then when you click off again, they paint another one, et cetera. So they're very clever, these little men. And what's happening is the little men are, are obviously on a work to rule or a strike or one of them got laid off and they've all gone out in sympathy or they're looking for better terms and conditions, perhaps a top up for their pensions, trade unions versus bosses. You know how these things go. It can take ages for them to resolve. So unfortunately, you're going to have to uh, wait for your ISP to sort things out. It's a whole DNS thing going on. You really want to know what that is? Uh... Google it, provided, of course, that your internet can get you to Google. Um, I do have to say thank you very much indeed to everybody who's emailed over the last few days uh, since the site went back to rsblog.com, messages of support and uh, people with offers of uh, advertising and sponsorships and just asking if they can help in any way. And it's uh, been quite overwhelming, not just in the sense that there's been tons and tons of email that I haven't had a chance to get through yet uh, but just the uh, the goodwill that's out there and all the support is is very very much appreciated um if you have Uh, sent me something, I'm going to do my best to get back to everybody over this weekend. So if it gets to Monday and you haven't heard from me, um, please feel free to send again, because chances are your your email has just got lost in amongst all the others, and I'm doing my best to keep track of who sent what and and everything else. Uh, But if you haven't heard from me and you do want to get in touch again, please do. Uh, I've had lots of suggestions, lots of comments about the way the site looks now, uh, and I've taken all those on board as well. Um we'll make some cosmetic changes as the uh, the weeks go on. I know one of the things that a lot of people have said is that because of the header image that's on the site now, it makes it a little bit harder to look at RS Blog in work. Those of you who can pretend uh, to be working, for example, um, when you're not, you're actually reading RS Blog, which is far better than work. I appreciate that, and I'm going to do something about that over the weekend as well. Hopefully, on Monday, what you will have when you go into work is on the right-hand side of the site, there will be a thing called a theme switcher. So what you can do is you can, if you're looking at the site and work, choose the very minimalist, looks like a, well, it's not going to look like a document, but it'll look just more texty. So it could very well be just something that uh, you're working on in your browser uh, that isn't a football blog, etc., cetera, et cetera, So uh, bear with me on that one, and we'll get that done. Uh, lots and lots of suggestions. Really appreciate them all. Uh, we have had a lot of work to do. Tom, in particular, has been under the virtual bonnet all week long, tinkering away, playing with the flux capacitor and the carburetor and all that kind of stuff to make sure that everything uh, works as smoothly as possible. We are aware that there are some issues still, so we'll get those sorted as soon as we possibly can. Uh, your patience in the meantime is very, very much appreciated. Um, in terms of what happened with Ole Ole, these things just come to an end. It does mean, of course, that uh, I am now, well, sort of unemployed, because that was my job. So I've obviously got to uh, do some things which will try and Uh, Make me some money so I can feed my family and and not become destitute and drunk in the street. I much prefer to be uh, destitute and drunk on my sofa. Call me old-fashioned, if you will. Uh, There are a few things coming. There are some ads on the site. Uh, There's an Arsenal affiliate ad, so if... You were thinking of buying something through the official club shop. If you click on the banner on Ars Blog and buy it through that, I'll get a couple of quid and it all adds up at the end of the month. I have some other ideas coming, but I won't go into those just yet. And of course, I did say this on the blog that if anybody uh, needs a voiceover artist for anything at all, feel free to get in touch. I know that you can get a good idea of what I sound like, what my voice is like uh, from the Ars Cast. But perhaps just to sort of showcase my talent a bit more, to give all the creatives and advertising agencies and sound engineers and copywriters out there a better idea of what I sound like, you know, when I'm doing a professional job. Here's just a little example of an ad I did for a very blue-chip, high-end client here in Dublin. Come on down
2: to the Royal Dublin Hotel every Friday for over 50 sexy dancing night. Find a perfect partner, chat them up, get down, then go down. You can meet the woman or man of your dreams. Don't just take my word for it, though. It, well it, i be sitting at home pulling me plum all weekend. Admission is just eight euro when you get a complimentary baby sham or a chicken curry served on a paper plate. Over 50 sexy dancing night at the Royal Dublin Hotel. Get your if bits moist
1: again. One take, that's all that took me. I'm a one take kind of a guy. It's true. Don't see the point in hanging around. In, out, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am unlike some voiceover artists who uh, take themselves a little bit too seriously. You've heard stories of guys who go, what's my motivation for this? What drives me to read this? The sound engineer guy or the director guy is there, and they're saying, well, you know what drives you, you fucking hapless cretin, is the fact that you're being paid to talk about the sale in the carpet shop, which is ending next week. And we need people to go to the carpet shop and buy the carpet. And you're talking about motivation and driving, you know, but these are the ones who are actors or fancy themselves as actors or generally unemployed actors. They're the worst kind, anyhow, leaving those guys aside, I'm being deadly serious about my need uh, for work, so if you uh, do need a voiceover, give me a call. We should move on now for me and all this stuff that's happened uh, this week in terms of ars blog and find out what's been happening in terms of arsenal. Here's internet Joe. I'm internet Joe And here's me 20 second roundup. Football's back Yay Birmingham This'll be easy Ah fuck off Ziggy We are shy Penalty He kicked him right up in the air Nasri Get in there Wilshire to Shamak. Go. Eight shit boomies! Wilshire Red card mm, Can't argue with that Alright then We can't Leave Jack alone He's not an abortion face Cunt like Shawcross Champions League Midweek Easy win Five goals Eduardo More from Internet Joe on next week's ArsCast. And speaking of Eduardo, you really couldn't have scripted Tuesday any better, could you? Arsenal are 5-0 up, cruising. The game is won. We've done our bit. We've done it well. Setting ourselves up nicely for the game coming up this weekend. And Eduardo's on as a sub. And in the 82nd minute, he scores a goal. And doesn't celebrate. But the Arsenal fans do. And the announcer got in on the tannoy and did all that bit. And it was... Quite a lovely moment, I have to say. Almost unprecedented. And while Eduardo was never one of the greatest players to play for the club, never made himself a real hero by scoring a vital goal in a a final or anything like that, what he was was a good player and a genuinely nice guy who didn't deserve his Arsenal career to end the way it did. And uh, that moment of affection uh, between him and the fans is something that I suppose everyone who was there will remember forever, even watching it on telly. It looked a bit special, Uh, so fair play to Eduardo. And to talk a little bit more about all the other bits and pieces that have gone on this week, I'm delighted to welcome back to the ArsCast cast now, Tim Stillman from Vital Arsenal. Hi, Tim.
0: Hello there. Good Uh, to be back.
1: Nice to have you back indeed. I want to start with Jack Wilshire, and um, before we talk about him as a player, we have to, I suppose, address the the tackle, because at some (laughs) point it was inevitable uh, that an Arsenal player was going to make a bad tackle in a game, and given the focus that's been on... Uh, the club and the manager for the way uh, we as fans particularly have reacted to to some of the bad tackles and the manager has spoken out against things and had his words twisted here and there Uh, it was inevitable that an Arsenal player was going to make a bad tackle at some stage were we lucky in a sense that it was a highly regarded young Englishman that did it Um, because the pundits uh, seem to have been relatively forgiving
0: I I think so, I think there's certainly that to it Um, but I also think Arsenal were. Really quite smart, actually, in that they were very, very quick, both the manager and the player, uh, quick to come out um, to criticise the tackle. None of this. He's not that type of boy, bollocks. Um, you know, they were, from, a, from a PR perspective, I thought the club were actually very quick and very smart on that score. I think that doused a few fires. Um, I think it also enabled us to kind of make the point that actually we weren't just talking about bad tackles on Arsenal players. Um, that we're actually talking about bad tackles in general, whoever perpetrates them. Um, and there's, there was a quote from Wenger after the Sunderland game, after Song was sent off. Um, and, I, and I think he made that point then, actually. He said, I'm not, I'm not just talking about you know, protecting my own players. I realise my own players make mistakes as well. Um, and, I, and I think he's kind of used it to reiterate that point. Um, of course... Like you say, a lot of journalists would have been absolutely rubbing their hands with glee uh, when, when it happened. But I, I think Arsenal moved quickly and we we're actually very smart about it on this occasion. And if, and if we're honest, um, as well as he's been playing this season, it's been coming. Um, Wilshere's, you know, he's, he's got a bit of the Paul Scholes about his tackling. <laughs> and um, ho- hopefully this will be part of the learning curve for him.
1: Do you, I mean, that that was my next point. I mean, he strikes me as uh, a young man who, who will learn quickly and he has, yep. in, in fairness, thrown himself about a bit and uh, I suppose, in a way, it's a typically English thing, you know, the, some yep. of the, the the tackling that he's made, but um, he does look like the kind of player who will learn quickly from that and, you know, unlike Scholes, for example, who has never yeah. learned or never, never tried to learn.
0: Well, he's never had to <laughs> um, because everyone gives him such an easy ride about it. Um, no, I think you're right. I think Jack does strike me as that type of lad. I think if you look at, say, his performance against Liverpool on the opening day, when he looked, you know, he he still looked a, a little bit callow in that game. And you look at how he's come on since then to now looking like one of the most important players in our team. Um, that suggests that he's a guy that learns quickly. Um, I, I was struck as well on, on Tuesday night. Um, I've, you know, a pretty good seat, a pretty good vantage point for this kind of thing um, at the Emirates. And I was struck by um, Fabregas. Um, Sometime in the first half, Shakhtar had a lot of possession. And Fabregas was waving furiously at Wilshire to push him forward, um, but to press uh, the Shakhtar players. And so, you know, thereby negating the need for him to then leap in on the centre circle. He was, Mm. you know, he was urging his midfielder song as well to... To, uh, and that's something we did really well on Tuesday night to play a pressing game uh, so that we didn't actually have to make many tackles um, and I think hopefully with, if, if he's got Fabregas guiding him in that way and um, hopefully that'll add to his learning curve as well
1: mm, i mean that's uh, some guy to be playing alongside and to learn from yeah. because you know it, it it's almost like a succession thing we're watching one guy who's who's probably yeah. going to hand over to another but um yeah. jack's emergence into the first team has been um well it's it's kind of remarkable given the, i mean we can yeah. say he's only eighteen, but even in pre season the manager was unsure of what he what he was going to do yeah. with him, whether or not he was going to send him out on loan and um He's taken his chance incredibly well. Unlike you say has become uh, an integral part of the team. Um he it, has. It, it's quite incredible. I mean he's a prodigious talent. I think we can all see that. But there have been many talents who who um who have been given a chance and not taken it the same way that Wilshire has.
0: Yep. And and one uh, one statistic I read this morning actually was that um Wilshire touched the ball more times than Fabregas did on Tuesday night. Wow. I, I can't think that there's been a game in the last five years um, sorry this is in the, in the still in the kind of time frame that Fabregas was on the pitch because obviously he was substituted mm. um, but in that 63 minutes that they were both on the pitch Wilshire touched the ball more times than Fabregas did and I, I struggle to think, not sure what the stats say about this but of a time of any game in the last five years where someone in our teams had more of the ball than Fabregas um, and that shows you know, again, how trusted he is by his teammates. How good he is with the ball, um, and dare I say it, his, his emergence actually reminds me of a lot of Ramses. Mm. Um, you know, before he was cut down, and actually, that's a worry I have for Wilshire, um, that he might be on the end of uh, of a bad injury because he's he's that type of player that's very nippy. He can whip the ball away from from players in in mm. a second, and you know, if if a Shawcross or a Taylor comes crashing in, I I worry about his welfare as much as I worry about his own tackling, right. uh, really. And I I think that's you know, that's, that's something we we might have to brace ourselves for, unfortunately.
1: Well, let's uh, let's hope that's not the case because uh, I mean mm. that's real wor- worst case scenario kind of thing. But uh, it's it, yeah. uh, it's an interesting point, I suppose. Um, it's it's uh, it says something, doesn't it, though? That that's something that you have to consider in this day and yeah. age, in, in football.
0: Ah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, but to, to be fair, it, it seems at least with uh, Danny Murphy's spot on and very welcome comments that we've at least got a debate going on the subject now rather than because somebody, again, somebody English has come out and said, actually, I think we've got a problem here. At mm. um, the, the very least, we've got a discussion now um, which will hopefully... You know, it, it, this, this isn't, obviously, this isn't about banning tackling. This is just making.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at Shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash
0: arsblog. Making players tackle better, and what on earth is wrong with that no. at the end of the day?
1: Absolutely nothing. Um, right. Well, let's let's look at the team. Move away from Jack, and and let's look at the team because we went into the international break um, on the back of two very um, bad results. I suppose, mm-hmm. disheartening. The well, Chelsea win well, three.
0: <laughs> the Sunderland last minute equaliser. That yeah. You know that that ended up at the time. I wasn't too disheartened about that, but in the context of the other two results, it was a massive two points to lose.
1: Mm. But the reaction then since um, has been good in the sense that uh, it was important to start building momentum again. And Birmingham, having gone behind, um, it it might have been easy for heads to go down. Uh, They didn't, and we reacted well on Saturday uh, against Birmingham, and three points were really important. And I don't think, um, regardless of how poor Shakhtar were on Wednesday night, it would have been a much more difficult game had we not got the three points against Birmingham.
0: Absolutely, and I think if you look at a lot of, um, you know, Arsenal, have, we've done a few decent unbeaten runs over the years, and if if you look at them, they usually start with, you know, fairly, sh- you know, quite shaky and unconvincing victories, which the Birmingham one was in the last 20 minutes or so. Um, but just to touch on the, uh, the Shakhtar performance, which, you know, I, I thought was an outstanding performance, again, um, something... Very, very welcome, which my, my kind of biggest bugbear uh, in the games we lost before the international break was how wasteful we were in front of goal. And um, particularly at places like Stamford Bridge, you get a headless six yards out at Stamford Bridge. You've got to put it away because you're not going to get a second one. But
1: two yards, more than um, six.
0: <laughs> well, well, I was probably being generous there, but yeah. Uh, but, you know, we had seven shots on goal um, on Tuesday night and we scored five, and that's something that we really need to bring back into our game. Um, And it's it's easy to be dismissive and say, well, Shakhtar weren't very good. But Shakhtar hadn't conceded a goal in their first two Champions League games. Um, Before the game, everyone seemed to think it'd be a big test. Mm. Um, Once we slid them aside, they seemed to change their mind and say, oh, actually, Shakhtar are a bit rubbish. (laughs) Um, But, you know, they they won the UEFA Cup or whatever they're calling it now um, a couple of years ago, so they're, they're not a bad side. Um, they've got Ed Waller on the bench, um, mm. not a guaranteed starter. So they got some quality there. We were just too good for them.
1: And when you talk about the, the, the chances and, and taking the chances that, that we make, um, we look ahead to, to Manchester City on Sunday and mm-hmm. they're a big, huge team. And I think it's one of the things that um, doesn't go reported as they are a massive team from yep. front to back. Uh, yeah. really strong, really powerful, and they defend very well in a typical sort of Ita- Italian manager style. Yeah. So chances on Sunday will probably be few and far between, so it's going to be really important to, uh, to make the most of the ones that we do get. Uh, it yeah. hasn't been a happy ground for us in the last couple of seasons. We lost twice there right. last year. We lost there the season before last as well. Um, are you confident that we've built enough momentum and we have enough strength uh, to go there and get the right result?
0: Uh, I am, actually. Um, I've I've got a feeling for us on Sunday. I I really think because of um, the last three results there, which haven't been good, um, the amount of money they've spent, I think a lot of Arsenal players are going to look at this and think this this is a chance for us to kind of show our stuff. Um, And I've really got a feeling for us on Sunday to nick it um, by one goal. I don't think there'll be many goals in it. Um, I imagine looking at the way City set up at home to Chelsea, they'll play with three big defensive midfielders. You know, they've got the like of, likes of Vincent Kompany at the back. Um, as you say, they're, they're a big team and they don't give a lot away. Um, but they've they've had a little bit of luck in their last two results. And I, I can just see, you know, perhaps someone, you know, we've, we've got a fair few attacking options now and I can just see someone like possibly Walcott or Bentner uh, just nicking something
1: for us there. Mm. Uh, um, one man, I suppose, who, who you might fancy to get a goal is is Marouane Chamakh, uh, yeah. who, who the start to his Arsenal career. I mean, we, we all heard about him for probably uh, for the first time last year when we, yeah. our interest in him became known. I'm not a study or a studier of French football, so I'm not going to pretend I knew anything about him until mm. then. Um, but we've we've looked at uh, the start to his career and and um, w- without being in any way disrespectful to him. Better players than him have come to Arsenal and taken a lot longer to get yeah. their career started, kick started. So it's a tremendous uh, positive. Uh, you know his his emergence. Uh, we talk about Wilshire coming in, but Shamak has been a has been a revelation this season as well.
0: Absolutely, it's been um, because of injuries. Predictably, it's been a sink or swim situation for him. We've had no choice but to throw him in. Throw him in. We have, and um, he's excelled. Um, I think I read that. His goal on Tuesday night means he's the first ever player to score in six consecutive Champions League games. Um, that tells you something about his quality as a striker, the quality of his finishing. Um, I'd be very surprised if any of those goals um, were from more than kind of eight or nine yards out, which is, you know, I, I think something that Arsenal fans have been looking for for a long time. And you know, I'm, I, you'll struggle to find a bigger uh, kind of Benton fan than me. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's, he's bought the same qualities Bentner brings us, but with all due respect, you know, Bentner's 21, he's still learning the game, still got um, a lot to come on. Um, you can tell Shemak's 26, 27, um, and the finished article, mm. um, and that's really come across, and that's, I think, probably helped him settle in, um, and he just he really adds something to the team, um, Not not just with his goals as well, but... When you see someone like Arshavin cutting in from the left, Shemak is is so aware. He's always plugging that gap. Um, it's, it's something that, that, that strikes you when you're in the stadium. You see him, you know, because our front three are interchangeable, he's, mm. he's got a great kind of um, awareness and conscience for the team. Um, and that makes him a, a perfect fit uh, for Arsenal, really.
1: And, and somebody you know when you talk about Ben or somebody that, that he can probably learn from uh, which yep. is no bad thing for, for a guy who's playing a very similar kind of game anyway Tim brilliant uh, to talk to you again thanks very much we better leave it there Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you very much indeed to Tim. You will find him at Vital Arsenal, which is at arsenal.vitalfootball.co.uk. He's there, along with some rather excellent columnists as well. And if that's not already on your reading list, I suggest you put it on straight away. I was going to talk a little bit about the AGM, but don't really see the point. It's kind of like the AGM last year. Uh, he was asked about the goalkeeper. Ivan Gazeta said some stuff. Arson said some stuff. Uh, we've got money to spend in January if we want. But I think we all know that's fairly unlikely. Everything in the garden is relatively rosy. We've got no uh, board issues. There's no news on Lady Nina's shares. And to be honest, I'd rather just concentrate on the football. So we we'll look ahead to the Man City game in a few moments' time. But right now, here's Arshevin.
3: Hello, I am Arshevin. And uh, this week I have bad week. Very, very bad week. I have uh, at home fight with my uh, wife. I am sitting uh, watching television. And she say, I am going to uh, supermarket. So I say, uh, don't forget uh, Pop-Tart. Because uh, I like Pop-Tart. And she say, okay, I don't uh, forget. I am going uh, driving. And I say, "Life, you are so funny. Now give me the car key. Who you think are... Emmeline Pankhurst. She don't talk to me for two days. I don't uh, understand. And later, at training, Jack uh, Wilshire is telling me about a uh, song that uh, Arsenal fan sing. And he tell me that because we uh, uh, play Manchester City on Sunday, that I have to do what uh, they say in song, and I say, really, and he say, yes, is a um, tradition here in England that uh, when you play team like that, you have to do what uh, supporter song say. So now I am uh, not happy at all. Want to uh, win game because uh, it's. Important game, but uh, I really, really don't want to have to do anal sex to Harry Bayor. No, please, no.
1: We'll have more from the little guy on Arscasts in the future. Now, he is going to play on Sunday, I'm almost sure of that. And I don't think it would be unfair to suggest that he owes us a performance. The game against Birmingham, his display did nothing but merit a place on the bench for Shakhtar, and I was glad to see him on the bench. But when you're playing big games, you want your big players, and Arshavin is a big player, despite his um, short stature, of course. And this is a big game. It's hard to get your head around the fact that Arsenal versus Manchester City is a big game, but it is. I know they don't have much history in the way of challenging for titles, but their new financial position, where they are in the league right now, the players that they've got, and the expectations that come with those players and the salaries that they're paying those players mean that they're going to be there or thereabouts challenging for the title every year. Unless something goes drastically wrong with the club and the money falls away, they're there. They're a big threat. They're a big team now. And this is one of the biggest games of the season. So we need our big players. Arshavin is one of them. An expensive signing, an experienced international, a guy with undoubted quality and talent who doesn't necessarily give you all he should give you in terms of effort and work rate. It was fairly obvious against uh, Shakhtar on Tuesday the difference between him and Rositsky. Rosicki tackles and harries and chases back if he loses the ball, and while he might lack something of Arshavin's quality in the final third, if you could combine the two players, you'd have something quite special on your hands. And maybe he's unhappy about his money, or maybe he's just not happy at Arsenal. Whatever it is, he can get the fuck over it, because we need him on Sunday uh, to have a good game. Uh, the team news that we've got is that Bakary Sanya is back. And that's about it. No Almunia, no Vermaelen, who's still going to be two or three weeks away. Uh, Cassiani has a little chance, but it means that Juru and uh, Scalacci will continue in the centre of defence, and they'll have a a difficult job. City might be big and strong and play defensively because they'll have all these defensive midfield players, but they've still got a tanking threat. Carlos Tevez has scored something like 27 goals in his last 32 Premier League games. That's ridiculous. David Silva is in there, and Adi Bayor is coming into this game. Our old friend Adi Bayor is coming into this game on the back of a hat-trick in Europe, having not scored since fucking God knows when. So they're going to be a difficult team to break down. We're going to have to take our chances when they come, and we've got to go out and prove that we can get a result in games like this, because in the big games, in recent fixtures against Chelsea and Man United, we've fallen down. We haven't got a result, home or away. We got spanked here last season. And this game, hard as it might be to believe, is now up there in terms of importance with the fixtures against Manchester United and against Chelsea. So we've got to go and show that we can get results in games like this. A draw would be acceptable. A win would be fantastic because it would instill a a little more belief in the team. And it would allow us to maintain uh, the gap that we closed on Chelsea last week. I don't see Chelsea dropping points this weekend. I could live with a draw, I suppose, given the magnitude of the fixture and everything else and away from home. But we simply cannot lose this game on Sunday. I think we can go and do it. We'll have our captain back. The 60 minutes he got in midweek will have done him the power of good. Sharpen him up and his passing and his movement will be improved. We'll miss Jack Wilshire, of course, and it's a testament to him that we're talking about missing an 18-year-old in his breakthrough season. But there you go. Someone else is going to have to come in and take up the slack and perform. We've got to go there and give it 100%. Every single player on that pitch can't carry any passengers because if we do, we'll get beaten. So fingers crossed for that. So that's about it. Another Irish cast done and dusted keeping everything crossed for the right result at the weekend. I'll talk to you on the blog, of course, and all next week on the blog and on next week's Arscast. Until then, take it easy. Cheers. Bye-bye.
2: Get on down to Bob's Carpets on the Long Mile Road. The sale is now on with crazy discounts of up to 50%, but it must end this weekend. Cut Pile, Saxony, Freeze, Velvet, Shag Piles and all your other carpet favourites are literally flying out the door. Make sure that... No, stop the music. Does that make sense, like carpets flying out the door? I mean, it's not Aladdin's Carpet Shop, is it? The lads I'm really like you know, struggling to find me what's my motivation for this how am I supposed to feel about this carpets you know it's all very well just talking about carpet but how am I supposed to do it without know what drives me to talk about the carpets you know what I'm saying you don't know that's because he was our tick you just don't understand the mind of an artist who I have